Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam. Delighted to say I'm joined once again by my partner in crime, Matt. How you doing, mate? I'm feeling a little bit gutted this morning. Yeah? Uh, because I I, uh, I missed last week's podcast, didn't I? I know uh, yeah. uh, Stephen Stefan done a very good job of uh, stepping <laughs> in again did. for me. But I've, I've kind of like, I'm back now. Uh, with, mm. We're under a new era under Mourinho, and we lost last night. So I feel like it's just yeah. like, you know what? <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I'm glad you brought it up. Um, so everyone, yeah, it's your fault. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, it was it was the elephant in the room. To be honest, um, people listening have all been thinking it, and uh, yeah, now it's out there. Oh, now we need to address this. Oh, so we're looking for looking forward to a positive podcast this week, and it's like you know, it feels like it's going to be doom and gloom. Well, yeah, I mean, you can kind of have that feeling, but to be honest with you, I'm. Uh, we didn't learn anything new last night. No. Um, for, for those of you listening to us and perhaps uh, are in hibernation right now, uh, we record this uh, Thursday. It's the 5th of December as, as we speak to you now. And last night we went down 2-1 at Old Trafford and Manchester United. Now, I, I always say over the course of a season, losing 2-1 away to Man United isn't the result that's going to kill you. Um, you know, losing 1-0 at home to Newcastle, for example, is more of a a result that's going to slap you in the face. Or 3-0 away to Brighton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, with the greatest respects to those teams, um, at the level that we want to be at, those are the results that are more of a, oh, are you kidding me, yeah. than losing 2-1 away to at Old Trafford. Um, the one thing I would say to temper that is, and I'm, I'm going to use my joke now, is when I looked at the two teams last night on paper, I could see only one winner. There was one clearly better team team sheet last night. Um, uh, but yeah, unfortunately, football's played on grass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I can't... We learn nothing new. I think that's the thing I'm going to come back to. Um, but but before we get into the details on the game, did you watch via Amazon Prime? Oh, well, do you know what? I managed to catch the second half because I was working, but I got home. Yeah. Funny enough, just in time to see uh, Delhi's amazing goal. Oh, nice. But it was all right. It, was, it, it didn't feel... I mean, it's not... It's, I don't know if I was just not doing it properly, but I couldn't find it in HD anywhere. Yeah. And I like watching football in HD. And, and my wife, yeah. my wife always says to me, she can't tell the difference, but you can. I'm with your wife on this. <laughs> I do, really do, don't. Do you know what, Sam? Do you know how you can tell the difference? And I know this has yeah. no bearing on on the um, how much you enjoy the game. Yeah. But just look at the the stands. You can make yeah. out people's heads properly in HD. In the grand scheme of things, right? Seeing people's heads isn't gonna shouldn't really. Uh, make a difference in how much you enjoy the game, but it just feels realer, you know. And so you, I can watch it. I do you feel like as you're saying this, you're thinking, "Oh my god, what am I saying?" No, no, no. <laughs> this is this is the argument I have with my wife all the time because yeah. she's like, "It doesn't make a difference," but I'm like, "It does. It really does." Like if you can, if I could do that, you know, that sometimes when you go into those TV shops and you can see half and half, can't you? Yeah. And you can see what it's like, and I'm like, if I could do that half and half with her, then I could show her that it's really, really a lot better. 
whatever. But the actual um, the commentary, I mean, it was a one of the. It sounded like a familiar voice. I'm not sure who the commentator was, but he sounded, yeah. he sounded familiar. And uh, yeah. didn't you say that there's there's all these different uh, things you can do, like a commentary off and things, or yeah, yeah, yeah. You can switch the commentary off and just have the crowd noise. Um, you can do lots of things. I mean, one of the things that they're working on that they've not done yet is they they want to develop a package where you can have all the games on at the same time. Um, so in essence, every game that kicks off at the same time, you can have like a multi-screen thing where you're watching wow. eight games at once and stuff like that, which is all a bit mad. Um, <laughs> I, I My issue with it actually was a severe lag, which... Judging by the conversations I had with a few people on Twitter, it's all down to my internet. Uh, the downside of living out in the country. Yeah. Um, do you even get broadband up there, sir? No, mate. I'm waiting for a new government to give it to me for free. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, get that one in. No, I, no, genuinely no, right? Uh, this is, my broadband connections is fiber optic. It's 40 megabytes per second, which for everything I want to do is, you know... Shit off a shovel, mate. It's, it's lightning. It does everything I want. Um, but when I'm streaming things, there is always a delay. Now, typically, if I stream a football game, <clears throat> uh, I mean, I've heard people yes, do that. I, 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 I've never. Um, a friend of people, yours. Yeah, a, a, a buddy, a pal. Um, <laughs> let's call him Toby Larone. Um, he uh, he does that. Bad guy. I mean, I tell him all the time. Yeah, should be doing yeah. this. Not don't don't. How dare you take money out of the hands of the billionaires? <laughs> oh, you you maniacal bastard! I tell him. But um, but anyway, he he does it, and there's always like a two minute delay. So for example, I do the updates for our Facebook page. So I have this kind of situation where i'm like well i can't watch it on a serious delay because otherwise i'm doing an update mm. probably three four five minutes after something's happened yeah. so you know what's the point of point posting go and everyone's like we know, we know yeah. <laughs> um and also in football sometimes stuff can happen quick fire you know <laughs> like so i'm posting ah oh, bloody hell we're one nil down and people are replying it's already one one you idiot um so I I try and keep up to date. So what I do is I follow the Twitter feed. Um, there's journalists at the game, and typically if something happens, you'll get a tweet very quickly, like 1-0 or something like that. Um, but last night, that was it. I mean, I was noticing I was getting a tweet come up, and then about a minute and a half later, I was seeing it on the screen. So that got a little bit annoying, and I gave up in the second half mm. and just listened on the radio, sure. to be honest. <laughs> Do it the old school way. Do you know what? I just, I know, I don't, I don't know if you, you're planning us talking about the uh, the Bournemouth game as well, which is obviously more positive news, but it, what, what you was talking about, about the, the, the delay and having to look on Twitter, it reminded me, yeah. of, reminded me of the weekend, because um, uh, I went to the game, didn't I? And, um, yeah, yeah. And it was uh, obviously... Towards the end, I mean, it was it was comfortable for seventy odd minutes. And you know, freakily enough, and I know obviously a lot of people know this, but they, Bournemouth scored his dead goals in the exact minutes that West Ham scored their yeah. goals. It's really freaky. But anyway, yep. I, I uh, there was a couple of VAR incidents at the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there was the Sanchez goal that was that was uh, yep. disallowed, and there was the handball when Delhi crossed it. And I was having to message you, and, and luckily yep. the, at, at the ground. Which is is something that I'm not used to. You, you get a full <laughs> no, you get a full <laughs> signal, which is really odd. And it, yeah. it, the only time I've ever experienced that was when I went to Milton Keynes to watch the uh, Watford game in the Carabao Cup. Modern stadium, yeah. my friend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, built-in Wi-Fi. But even Wembley, which is 
a, a relatively modern stadium. Stadium hasn't yeah. got it as it. But mind you, that was before the kind of the. I think broadband was it, how long ago yeah. was that built? A long time ago. But anyway, yeah. I was messaging you to mm-hmm. ask you what was going on. Right? Yeah. So here I am in the stadium having to message someone whose friend Toby yeah. is watching it on the stream. So he's obviously exactly. having to message Toby. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Just to find out what the hell is going on. I mean, that if that doesn't sum up no, it, it, the madness me, of things me, at the moment. Me and, you, me and you said it to each other, and I actually put a tweet out, you know, football in 2019 when someone live at the game has to message a friend watching on an illegal screen <laughs> to tell him what the fuck is going it's on. It's unreal, isn't game. it? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous because, like, um, my, my brother goes to, to far more than I do, and he said to me on a number of occasions, he's messaged me, and I've replied, and he's, like, relaying to people around him, like, oh, I, you know, just had a message, this is what's going on. I was like, all oh, right, and the words are, like, spreading yeah, through it, the stand. Yeah, it does, you, you know? can see it, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, what the hell? Where, why? I'm, I know this is the first season of VAR, and we're all looking at it going, this has not added anything. Yeah. <laughs> all it's done is shifted the debate because we're looking at these decisions in like 14 different angles now and we're still going you're getting it wrong you jack yeah which is why var's there mm. is, did, you, did you just um out of interest did you think the i mean i i, I was watching it with my son and yeah. when you watch you know it's like when you're watching anything with kids it's hard to concentrate yeah. but was that a penalty that that second one because it because i i I was kind of trying to watch it, and we we were talking about Bournemouth talking about sorry, sorry, uh, mate. The game, Delhi, the game last Delhi. night, the, the game last night with the Rashford uh, penalty in the second half. Oh, when Sissoko um, brought down. Uh, did I did I think it was a penalty? Yeah, it was. Was yeah, it a penalty? Yeah, yeah, I think there was so. a couple of angles um, where it didn't look like one, did it? No, you're you're right. Um, there's a couple of angles, but I mean, he's clipped his back heel, and I know that when you're traveling like Rashford was, like I mean, he used to happen a bear all the time, and and people used to accuse him of diving, but when you're motoring and someone just clips you like that, you do you go, go for, yeah. yeah, you go. There's there's like nothing you can do about it. Um, Rashford. Yeah, no, I mean, to me, he clipped him. There was a clear angle where he clipped him. Mm. And it's one of those things where the referee, once the referee's given it, VAR officials have got to have a clear angle where there is nothing touching for them to go, oi, no, look at it again. Yeah. Or, yeah. no, we're overruling that. And you could see he clipped him. I, to be honest with you, mate, I, I was so wound up at that because <laughs> it was such a needless thing to do and mm. such a. Concentration. I mean, I, I don't know what's happened to us when it comes to defending, but you know, we're, we're talking about the Jose Mourinho era now. But we're we got the same problems. If anything, we're now conceding. I mean, we conceded two goals every game yeah. under Jose so far. Yeah. When when he got appointed manager, I think the first thing or head coach, the first thing everybody said was he'll sort the defence out. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, no, it's not. It's not I mean, he, fair, is it? His argument is that it's been game after game after game. He's had not enough time on the training paddock, so to speak, to put you know to get things corrected. But I don't know about you, man. But I watched that last night, and there was severe apathy again. In like, um, there was one moment um, in the second half which I think summed up the reason why I greatly dislike Serge Aurier. Christian Eriksen come on, uh, or the artist formerly known as Christian Eriksen, now known as Danish uh, person. Um, he did a no look pass, okay, 
and the ball's come to him and he's done a no-look pass to exactly where Serge Aurier should have been. Mm. And he, so he's kicked it straight out of play. Yeah, I saw that. Now, I saw now, that, yeah, yeah. Now, he has then looked across like, oh, bloody hell, you know, where do we see? Now, Serge Aurier is basically out for an evening stroll. He is literally just strolling back. I mean, not even trotting. You know that kind of fake jog yeah. that people do? Like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to get back. Yeah, Look at me. Yeah. He wasn't even doing that. He basically... He, he could have had a fag in one hand, hand in his pocket, <laughs> strolling, whistling a tune. He would have not looked any more out of place than what he did just walking back. And it's not the first time. About three times this season I've seen that and gone, oh, he must be injured. Yeah. No, no, he just generally has no desire, no commitment, no inkling at all to get back. And what's happened, or what happened last night, and it got highlighted massively by Manchester United, who clearly realised this from watching our last few games, is that Sissoko, whole raison d'etre for being on the pitch, it would appear, is to cover Serge Aurier. Yeah, yeah. So I ask you, my friend, <laughs> if you have a player that fucking useless, you have to pick somebody else to basically cover for him, why is he getting picked? Yeah. Absolutely. It doesn't make any sense, does it? I, I, do you know what I, I found yesterday? The biggest thing I took from yesterday was the, yeah. the, just the difference in attitudes between the two sides. Yeah. Uh, it, they they looked... I mean, at times, we made them look like the Manchester United of the Alex Ferguson era, didn't we? Yeah. And they're nothing did, yeah. like that, are they? No, no. They, they, I mean, you, you only had to see the 10 minutes after Delhi scored to, to see just how not them that initial 30 minutes mm, was mm. because they came out of the traps like point to prove tails up we're gonna get in their faces we're gonna win this game for ollie you know fu Mourinho. you know we got a point to prove and they came out and were aggressive they were pressing they were doing everything you kind of looked at and think bloody hell you know that's wow man united have really turned the corner they're, they're much better than i thought they were this season Delhi with just an individual bit of brilliance and magic scored a goal. And then you could see their whole confidence, all their whole everything just vanished. Mm. And then that was right then. If we could have grabbed another goal, I think we'd have won the game. Mm. Because I think Man United then, you just saw it. Like, everything drained away from them. Their energy vanished. They looked uh, sloppy then in possession. They looked all the things that we were. And... I, I genuinely, going into half-time, only saw us winning the game. Mm-hmm. And then 90 seconds, I think it is, into the second half, we basically <sighs> bend over, drop trow, and let them have their way with us mm-hmm. again. And I'm sick to death of it. <laughs> I just you... I just can't understand how professional... You know, you and <laughs> I, mate, we, we've played... We've played, probably played football at schools, for clubs, whatever games we've played or anything... And you and I know that if we've got a problem where we are constantly doing the same thing over and over again, you do something different. You change it. You 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 vary it. And when Jose came in, the first thing he did or seemed to do was right. We're not going to play this game at the back anymore because clearly we're not. You know, we're not confident enough, or at the moment we're not doing it right. And then last night we're back to doing goal kicks to defenders inside the area. We're back to. And then we're asking Sanchez to drill the ball forty. Yeah, that ain't his game. Mm, he's mm. not, you know, he's not a Glenn Hoddle type. He ain't Toby Alderweireld. That's not his game. So don't ask him to do it. It's ridiculous. 
I think I think for me though, and I don't know if you feel like this as well, but and this is this is no sort of I don't want this to sound like it's a criticism of Pochettino, but I felt like if Pochettino was still in charge now and that yeah. that result had happened, I, I would feel more just I'd feel more down today than I do because for me I think look Mourinho has just taken over, it's it's what what four games four games in now, yeah. he hasn't had a chance to create his own team yet. Is he? I mean, he's basically just adopted a team at the moment. So yeah. there's still, you know, we look at, uh, I don't know, again, January's notorious, not not much happening, but I get the feeling that we may do a bit of business in January and maybe get a couple of players in that he knows well. I, I mean, I, I know there's lots of names floating about, but I feel like come next season, so, so August next year, when Mourinho's starting to shape his own squad, I feel like we'll be in a better place, and and like you said as well, the fact that he's not been able to, uh, you know, the games are coming thick and fast, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm going to go to the game on Saturday. I'm working, but I finish at, at half one. So luckily, I, I I've worked it out where I can quickly get into North London in time to watch the game. But it, it surprised me. I'm like Jesus, like you know, these, these they are literally coming every few days, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, and, and with it being Christmas, I mean, I was looking up the Christmas games. Like we've got, we're home to yeah. Chelsea on the 22nd, and then we're home to Brighton yeah. on the 26th. So he's not, he's he's having time. He's having time at, in the training ground, obviously, but there's not that kind of probably what we could have really done with is an international break. I know he's, he's sort of coming just towards the end of one, didn't he? But yeah. a time to kind of just get his his ideas across properly so although it was disappointing yesterday and, and you say like you said we kind of we almost went to that we, we they reverted the players to what they know yeah. it's going to take a bit of time but I, I don't feel I don't feel I, I obviously gutted mate that we lost the game but it's a mix of probably again what you were saying look it's, it's Man United Old Trafford regardless of what team they are it's still you know you can't ever come away from there thinking expecting to win the game no. To, to an extent, mate. You know, I know, like we were, like you say, on paper, possibly we were, we had a better team than them. But it's always going to be difficult playing Man United Old Trafford. So let's just write that one off, I say, and let's look forward. And we, we've got a new manager who's going to, who's going to, at some point soon, bring in his ideas. And and he's a manager that, that that's that's won so many things. He knows how to win. Go. I was uh, reverting back to the the Bournemouth game. I was I was sitting behind um, Gazaniga for the second half, yeah. and I was seeing a lot of the Mourinho dark arts. I don't know if I don't know if you saw this, where he was spending a lot of time when we were three 0 up. Gazaniga was spending a lot of time pretending he was hurt on the ground, <laughs> and it's frustrating yeah. for the away fans. And I get that, yeah. but it's almost like he's bringing in those little winning things, you know, these little yeah. things that make a difference. And, 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 uh, I mean, I, I know from watching on TV, by the way, Gazaniga took one in the. Oh no! Yeah, he took. He took. He did a couple, and, and I, I, I know we've had these conversations in the past, but yeah. Marine, uh, sorry, Pochettino is a very, very good coach. There's no getting away from that. But I feel like Mourinho is going to just bring that something extra that that hopefully will get us winning trophies. And things like the dark arts, and I, and I know people don't like them, you know, and it, 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 some of them can, you know, they can really spoil the entertainment of a game. Yeah. But if, if it win, if it wins your games, I mean, I, I can remember the, the, the when we played um, Man United in the FA Cup semi final, yeah. and Mourinho was manager then, wasn't he of Man United? Yeah, he was. And they were doing things really frustrating things like that, you know, and it kills it if you because we went one nil up and they they I think they scored a couple in the second half if I can yeah. remember right. 
and they were doing things where they were just wasting time and slowly walking to take throw and really kind of just doing the things that frustrate the game and frustrate the tempo of the game. Yeah. And, and I think I think he focuses on that. I think he I think he does spend. I think Mourinho does focus a little bit on that. So I, I just I just feel like we, when we start becoming a Mourinho team, it, <laughs> I, mate, I know I, I'm I'm selling my soul already, aren't I? Because yeah, yeah, a little bit. But you, but, you, but it's I, I feel like we we have to get on board with Mourinho now. You know, we've got him as manager. I was gutted to see Pochettino go, but but I'm a for first and foremost. I'm a Spurs fan, like you are, and I just want to see the club do well, you know. So, I, I just feel like, oh wait, we lost yesterday. I'm gutted we lost, but the future, hopefully, is going to trophy-wise, is going to be bright, you know. Okay. Um, you're, you're not you're not convinced by me, are you? My my no, To be honest, with you man, no, it's it's not that I'm not convinced by you. Um, I'm. I'm kind of like I try to base my opinion on what I see, like like with people, you know. I, I don't. Someone says to me, "Oh, that guy's an ass." I'll, I'll take that with a pinch of salt. But then, if the person's an ass to me, then I'll go, "Oh yeah, they were right." Yeah. Um, I'm not going to prejudge things. Um, so when Mourinho came in, there was a lot of prejudgment, a lot of kind of, "Oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that," and I kind of just sat back and thought, "Well, let's see, Let, you know, let's see what happens." But one of the other things I've not prejudged is I'm not convinced that Mourinho has this inane ability to win trophies. And, I, I mean, I, I used to argue in the past as well that, to me, and I know I'm in the minority on this, trophies is not the be-all and end-all of me supporting my, my football club. I agree with you. And to see to support a team that's going to fake injuries, waste time, do all these things like that, to lift the League Cup, to lift an FA Cup... Is that great? Is that worth it? But, I mean, would I trade that for Mar- Lucas Moura's hat trick? Would I trade that for all the memories of like these demolition jobs and the way we play football? I don't know at the moment, to be honest with you. Uh, possibly, I've not won enough trophies as a fan for <laughs> me to go hell yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to be entertained. I want to watch football to enjoy it. I want to enjoy the fact that my team's doing well, and of course, losing in semi-finals or finals makes me cry you know it's devastating but I do want the enjoyment factor and of course I want to see us lift things because that's the ultimate enjoyment you know winning a competition is is the pinnacle it's what you're aiming to do and it enables us to retain like Harry Kane for example who I still stand by when he leaves us I'm going to be devastated yeah. the way. there will be an official month of mourning in <laughs> my life do you just um, do a podcast all month just like Bells ringing, like you know, not yeah, just, no, it'd just be 54 minutes of me crying when you go in. Seriously, I thought you were joking, you are that bad about this, yeah, just devastated. So, um, or instead of a podcast, I'll just hand out a helpline, just play play on loop the Samaritans, yeah, yeah. I worked on the Samaritans help desk once. Oh, really? Yeah, I only had three phone calls, and two of them ended up being suicides. Uh, it wouldn't cool. be so bad, but one of them was a the wrong number. Oh, God, I this one. It was a joke. It was a joke, everybody. <laughs> Nothing quite like a suicide joke to cheer everybody up. Um, <laughs> move on quickly, Sam. Yeah, no, I am. Um, so going back to what I was talking about, Jose Mourinho, I, I genuinely, at the moment, I'm trying to judge it on what I see. And what I'm seeing is apathy still from the team, which, which kind of smacks of, it doesn't matter who our head coach is, our manager is, clearly this squad's dysfunctional. <laughs> 
Um, we're continuing to pick Ericsson despite the fact he's told Mourinho, he's told everybody I'm leaving. So what message does that send our new signing Undombele, who we've just shelled out a club record fee for and he's on the bench getting tired? I I don't know, I'm just I'm feeling very concerned at the moment. Ryan Sessignon's a phenomenal young player and Jose's arrived and is just ignoring him. Why is he ignoring him? I don't understand that. Because Jose doesn't like young players. <laughs> this is this is the thing. This is the thing that I'm like really, really feeling anxious about. You know, last night's defeat is a defeat, but the way we played is what gave me concern. The the apathy, the lack of desire, the lack of precision. You know, um, Dan on our admin earlier on said Sky Sports gave Harry Kane a four out of ten rating, and I said, well, I think that's generous yeah, for the I, whole squad. I don't. I watched the second half, and I don't. I'm trying to recall what seeing him touch the. Did he touch the ball? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I I genuinely do not believe he touched or had. Or if he did, you're talking less than five touches and they were probably miscontrols or something. It was just an awful, awful performance from the squad. Um, Deli Ali aside, that one bit of magic and a couple of other times. I mean, the kid's in a hot streak of form. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I don't want to crap on Matt's stats here, but here's a pretty upsetting stat. Deli Ali scored last night, and now that's the first time we've lost a league game where he scored. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, man. Yeah, in like 40-something games, oh. a streak of 40-odd games, where if Delhi scored, we didn't lose. Right. Um, it's just, uh, I don't know, I, I just sort of watch it, and I'm like, we're not playing well. And I've been saying that all season, whether it's Pochettino, now with Jose, um, it just... There's there's something in this squad which is toxic and is poor, and there's apathy. And when like we're talking about the defensive errors and stuff like that, the vast the two goals last night were easily defendable goals. I, I can't get over people blaming Sanchez for that first one. I swear it's because people don't like blaming older players that they've known for longer. But Sanchez was the one trying to get the ball. And I'm a massive Harry Winks fan, but he's not a defensive midfielder. He he's a guy who's a deep line playmaker. So playing him in a role where Winks has got to try and close people down, he doesn't do it. Mm. And so there's an acre of space for Rashford just to come onto the ball and smash it. Yeah, Gazaniga shouldn't get beaten at his near post, but to be honest with you, that happens. You know, someone hits the ball bloody low and hard enough, it, it happens. Um he made about four other saves in the game which I mean, the scoreline could have been embarrassing if it wasn't for Gazaniga last night. Mm. So, um, but the apathy, Alderweireld, Vertonghen, um, just genuine switching off. And I mean, there was one uh, Greening, I think the kid's name is, had an opportunity, and the ball just not just whipped past Alderweireld, like at pace or anything. It basically rolled past him, and he watched it. Right. And, I, and I'm, I'm just, I don't get it. I don't get what's happened that these players have just completely zoned out, switched off. I mean, my argument under Pochettino was that these certain players in the squad have just gone, we're off, we don't care. And yet with Jose coming in, there seems to be this, you know, a fair few of them have been quite vocal in the press along the lines of, no, we are committed, we do want to be here. You know, we got a we got a head coach now who wants to win trophy, you know. A little slight dig, perhaps, from Toby in the Belgian press, but all right, whatever, let it go. And now it's a case of, I'm watching that game last night, and, and you know, you talk about Bournemouth, talk about West Ham, 
that happened again. You know, you don't. You want to be a side that wins championships, titles, leagues, cups. You don't go three nil up and then spend the next fifteen twenty minutes just sleeping. It's ridiculous. It, it did feel like, like I say, I was at the Bournemouth game, and it felt really odd because when we got the third goal, <clears throat> should have been four, five, six. <laughs> yeah, we, we uh, in, in in periods we were just sublime. You know, it was just yep. fantastic to watch. But we did just—it was odd. We just kind of just switched off. It was like the game's won; we can just relax now. Yeah. And, it, and it was really odd. And, and right at the end, obviously, they, I think they showed it on, on Match of the Day. I mean, Tongan, yeah. Right at the end, it could have been 3 3. Yeah. It would have been an absolute disaster. But I, I just, I, for me, I feel like, like I was saying earlier, it, it, it's, it's not. Mourinho has come in, but he's, he's still effectively. He effectively has the same squad, the same mentality, the same everything as as yeah. what he's taken. Well, it was it was my argument over why I didn't feel we should change the manager because it's not. I never felt that the issues that were happening this season were down to the coach. I felt that it was the squad, and I believe it's people higher up in Tottenham have got to bear responsibility now. Unfortunately, that's not what happens. The chairman fires the manager, pins all the blame on him and appoints a different one. But we're now four games in. We've conceded two goals in every game and all of the same problems still exist. Jose, quite rightly, will point out he needs more time training to implement his methods and that's possibly true. But to me, it just validates my argument that you you know you could appoint anyone as head coach right now. The squad's the same players, the same issues, the same apathy lack of desire to play for the shirt you know you could have anyone in there and you're going to get the same kind of performances there there needs there needs to be big changes within the squad there there has to be you know there has to be like ericsson has to go in january he has to go in january we can't have that player that's in the in the team anymore if if rumors are to be believed he the minute january clicks in a pre-contract agreement with real madrid to be announced and he's that's it then he's happy to see out the rest of the season Real Madrid have got no interest in paying any kind of fee to get him early because they don't want him till next season so we're going to be stuck with him and we're going to lose him on a free yeah we are but again this is down to the mismanagement of the club I I am I'm not ever been and I have never been a Levy out Levy in kind of guy argument I will judge things on the merits the stadium's phenomenal. He did an amazing job, but he took his eye off the ball horrifically when it came to the squad and the management of the players, contracts, the wages, the the transfers. You know, we went two, two, three windows without doing any business really, and you know, you could argue Pochettino wanted the right players at different times, etc. But the reality is, the club didn't back him financially to take the team on. We didn't refresh the squad by selling some, buying some, and therefore we're left in this mess. Yeah, and yeah. it's not the first time, you know. Before Pochettino, what was it? Thirteen managers in eleven seasons. What does that tell you? Uh, it's, it's a mess. Yeah, you know the, the the actual football side of the way the club is run is appalling. The business side of it, we've never been better. I, I, the, yeah. the off-field stuff is phenomenal. Yeah, I've said this. I've said this plenty of times before. Levy is a fantastic businessman, really top-class businessman. But yeah. it's just it 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 doesn't work. It, his style of business, his style of 
the way he he works in business doesn't work in football, does it? Yeah. It, it doesn't. He doesn't see. It's almost like he, he just doesn't see it. Uh, I'm trying to think the best way to describe it. Like the foot business and football, that you know they have to they have to work aside uh, alongside each other because obviously yeah. to run a football club. But yeah. He just doesn't see that football side of it, does he? You know, there's so many times, and again, I know I've said this before, but you know, like the amount of chairman is pissed off, you know, and yeah, and, 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 yeah, yeah. and, and he and he gets some fantastic deals. He gets some great players, very cheap, and makes yeah. top dollar on every on more or less every player he sells. I mean, like Trippier, I mean, he signed him for like what was it? Three and a half, something silly like that. We sold him for twenty-three yeah, million, yeah. and Trippier is yeah. not a twenty-three million pound defender. I mean, he's, he's no. good, but he just he gets top dollar on all these players. But it it, it just doesn't it, it it doesn't work in the it, it works for making the club a lot of money, but it doesn't work for the on-field side of it, and and and, and that's it's becoming more and more obvious, isn't it? It has. I mean, I I've, I think it's a valid thing. The stadium overrun cocked us up i think it's a valid thing to say look that happened that the plan around what they were doing with the build and the finance was was a great plan it didn't work out because of problems that happens and you know in every business you can kind of sit back and go damn you know that happened but the you know the delays had a knock-on effect the thing that i find most frustrating is the fact that it was a real easy thing that could have been done to avoid this situation we're in and that easy thing was for Daniel Levy to say right for the next two seasons whatever whilst my focus is going to be solidly on this stadium and everything else um, I've brought in David Pleat yeah, <laughs> whoever, David whoever <laughs> yeah, Glenn Hoddle anyone as the club's uh, current uh, football you know technical director sporting director whatever you want to call him and he is going to be in charge of contracts player negotiations sales purchases loans uh you know he's going to work with Pochettino in the transfer committee i'm giving him a budget this is what it is i'm you know i'm out of this picture for a while and you know and just let that happen because there would have been a budget there and you know, the only time he ever did that was the summer where we signed the Magnificent Seven with the Belmont. That's right. Because he was so wrapped up with uh, family health issues, which, you know, well, an you know, awful thing for him to go through. He realised, I can't be full-time right now. You know, my mother's unwell, my wife's unwell. Someone needs to take this on. Gave him a budget, walked away. Now... His the problem is those signings didn't work out the way we wanted them to. The head coach then went, yeah, and he kind of to me it's kind of like he looked at it and went, ah, crap, that didn't. It work. didn't work, yeah. You know, I can't do it again. But in reality, it worked perfectly. But it just didn't work under or the communication, the players that it didn't work as in a conjunctive effort. It was just Baldini went off and went right. We need a defender. Okay, I scouted this lad. Break, got him in. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. We need uh, an attacking wide player. Okay, great. I know this lad. Uh, we need a playmaker. Great. I know this lad. You know, it wasn't a collaborative effort, which ended up causing tension and problems. And and we, you know, we all know the rest. But in reality, if you appoint someone with a budget, who's then going to go and work with the manager, the head coach, and say, right, who do you want? Who do we need? Okay, well, he's going to cost X. Our budget is Y. 
you can clearly see <laughs> we ain't getting that guy. Yeah. So here's some options of players who we could get who similar profiles. Take a look at them. Let me know if anything you want. You know, it's not rocket science. It really isn't rocket science. And even Mourinho said to the press the other day because he got asked by a Portuguese reporter, you know, are you after Bruno Fernandes? And he said no because he's a player now who's rated between 70 and 100 million and we as a club, Tottenham, don't pay that. We can't pay that. Yeah. And I think a lot of fans went, Oh, really? We're not we're not gonna do that? Oh no, you know, we're not gonna make that ambition, we're not gonna go into that price bracket. And no, we're not. And even with Mourinho appointed, a lot of people went, Oh, he's obviously been promised money. He wouldn't have taken the job if he wouldn't promise money. Well, his salary <laughs> is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I I'm a cynical sod. I, I think Mourinho knows that if by you know this season can be written off because he didn't come in from the start of it, if he if he manages to win the FA Cup, for example, he'll look at this season as a phenomenal success. Um, but I think he'll he knows he'll be judged on next season more, and I think in his mind he'll in the summer say right, this is what I need, this is what we got to do. And we all know for a fact that Mourinho, the minute he doesn't get what he wants, will just go straight to the press. Yeah. First press conference of next summer will be, I asked for this, I asked for this, I've not got it. So when we don't win anything, we all know who's to blame. Yeah. Why Daniel Levy thinks that won't happen, I don't know. <laughs> mm. But anyway, I, I just, I, I'm feeling a little bit kind of like we've changed manager, head coach, whatever the team performance hasn't really changed. The only thing that's changed is we've gone a little bit more direct and therefore we've scored more goals. Yeah, and he, and But he, we can't rely on scoring three goals every game. No, of course. <laughs> but he, he, he has, I think what he's done, obviously in the short time he's been here as well, he's just said, right, you get the feeling, he said to the players, where do you like playing? Like, you know, where do you yeah. feel more comfortable playing? And it's it is a short it's in a, it, it, to a certain extent it is like a short term fix, isn't it? Like you know, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. I haven't got time to to mould your award. So just tell me where you like playing, and seeing with De- Delhi uh, being pushed further forward up, it's made yeah. a massive change, isn't it? I mean, how many goals oh, has he scored? Time, he's yeah. scored loads of goals, and he's scored more than well, Kane yeah. recently. You know, and obviously with Lucas going out wide as well. But I I, I just feel like like I was saying earlier, I just feel like um, we, we, like you said. It, at the moment, it, at the moment, it doesn't feel like whoever, whoever's in charge. I mean, I could be in charge, and I think yeah. you probably have the same uh, um, kind of level of performance from the. You know, it doesn't matter who's in charge. You know, nope. But point I was trying to make earlier is, is that it just I feel like going forward, if it had been Pochettino in charge now, uh, going forward. I, I, I would have seen the hope that I potentially see under Mourinho. That's what I'm like, you know, give it give it some time. That's what I, yeah. I feel. We, and and I, and I do I do get your point about, you know, it, it, there's this potential of a clash if Mourinho doesn't win anything, he can he can blame Levy. I know. I just feel it's inevitable. Do you, do you genuinely I, feel it is? I I just feel yeah, genuinely. I mean, I love to be wrong I'd love there to be a marriage made in heaven and we go on to win stuff for the next few years and everyone's happy but to me Mourinho throughout his entire career you know Chelsea Man United every time he's been in England uh, Real Madrid Inter Milan he has left those jobs typically and his relationship with the person directly above him has gone public 
You know, whether it was Roman and Chelsea with his second spell, Edward Wood at Man United, where he clearly was aggravated that he wouldn't get in the players he asked for, and even said it to the press, in no uncertain terms, I asked for a defender and I've got nothing. Yeah. Why you you know, why are you surprised I'm losing? And then, you know, I remember when he was at Real Madrid, he fell out with him. I mean, he seems to, once he's left, reconcile and be best mates of all these people. But whilst he's there, he has got no qualms at all about sitting in front of the press, who basically are his audience. They lap him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and It's the Mourinho will, show, isn't it? It is, yeah. and it is the Mourinho show. And he will happily just tear a new one. And do you think Daniel Levy will tolerate that? You think about all the times that Mauricio could have walked into that press room and gone absolutely eight. Yeah, yeah. With, with the way, if you imagine it, um, the start of last season, right? If Mauricio walked in that, think of the support he had from the fans. Think of the power he wielded at the club with four years left on a five-year contract at that point. And if he'd walked into that press room and gone, I'm so sick of this chairman not invested in this team. Now, Mauricio's not that kind of guy. He wouldn't do that. Jose would. Yeah, yeah. And so, to this day, I'm still shocked we've appointed him. And I'm even more shocked that he took the job knowing the financial limitations that Daniel Levy and Enoch put in, put on the club. I mean, to him, I think he looked at the squad and went, well, that's a great squad. I can win stuff with that squad, regardless of transfers. What I don't think he's realised is this great squad on paper are not that great at the moment. They're not playing. Mm. You know, Eric Dyer, for example, defensive midfielder, needs something. Needs games, needs time. Confidence, I think. Needs fitness, confidence. Because he does make a difference when he plays and he plays well. There was a few times against Bournemouth where it looked like the Dyer of old, where he broke the play up, covered a couple of times against West Ham. Unfortunately, over ninety minutes, he's still average. Yeah, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, so you got these, you got these flashes, and you're like, "Oh, there he is. That's Dyer. That's the boy." And then it's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, maybe you know." Then he gets up and kicks the ball straight out of play. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, "Ah, oh, he, he was okay." He was, play, he was uh, in the Bournemouth game. He he didn't look great. And another, and talking about, I know you were saying earlier about um, how. And Don and Dombele must be feeling with yeah. Ericsson getting. Yeah. And Dombele didn't look fit either. I don't know if that come across uh, watching it on TV, yeah. but he no, d- he didn't doesn't. look great on Saturday. He was he looked actually like he was injured. That it, it was it was bizarre. You know, he he was kind of it's, almost it's doing like a, every time he took a corner, he was kind of taking a, you know a little funny walk. He always do, do yeah, you remember? Do you, do you remember when um, we had that 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 uh, game recently where there was a lot of the sort of the old players come back. And Gaza came on, and he sort of pulled his yeah. hamstring while he was warming up. Yeah, that's that's it. What it felt like from Dombele when he came on, it was bizarre. You know, he, he didn't look well, fit at all. Well, maybe he's struggling to adapt to England a lot more than perhaps I'm giving him credit for. Um, because some of the games he's looked phenomenal, and you think, well, he starts every game. Yeah, the guy's, the guy's awesome. Um, and then, like you just said, he just doesn't look fit. Doesn't look fit at all. No. it's massively worrying for me I just look at the whole squad and I'm like I don't know what the hell is going to gonna happen I mean the weekend the one thing I think we got to mention as well Sissoko scored yeah, amazing honestly the, the noise in the stadium when Sissoko scored 
Like, Shock. We, we sat, uh, the fellow that sits next to my right, he looked at me and he went, mm. I'm going to forever be able to say that I was there when yeah. Sissoko scored. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some some of the great tweets, like you'll remember where we were when man landed on the moon, while well, you're all going to remember today. I mean, the poor guy doing the graphics was so shocked he spelled his He's name wrong. completely wrong as well. It's Sissoko. Yeah, so, 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 yeah, I mean that was. It that sounds was like well, you butcher names, sir, wouldn't it? That's what I was thinking. Yes, mate. Yeah, perhaps it was a Bristolian on that that day. Hey, it's Moosey Sissoku. Yeah, root my power. Yeah, there we go. That's probably what it was. Probably Gary Mabbott doing it after a couple of ciders. But uh, yeah, so that made me laugh. Um, I did like the. Uh, you know, it's got to be the only time in my life where if VAR had ruled a goal out, I would have laughed my ass oh, off. Don't. You know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like he finally yeah. scores. He finally gets it. He celebrates. <laughs> the whole stadium goes nuts. He's like, oh yeah, sorry, there was a handball in the building. I mean, I'd have lost it. I'd have laughed. There was no way I wouldn't have been able to just not absolutely yeah. lose it. That would have summed it up. Do you know what? Actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because I didn't want to mention it earlier. You just reminded me because I know we was talking about VAR. And obviously yeah. he was talking about the Bournemouth game as well. And I know yeah. you looked into it with the rules, but mm. I, I watched the replay and that cross when the, the when they handballed it and it was it was ruled out. Uh, it was yeah. it wasn't it wasn't wasn't a penalty. When it no. and it, he's actually he's got his hand down and it strikes yeah. his hand. Yeah. I mean I know you look you, you know you know the rules better than me, but how was that not given as well, a penalty? Mate, I, I absolutely lost my <laughs> I lost it over that because when you see Sanchez's goals ruled out, that ball's been hit at him. He's not deliberately handled. He's not like he's controlled the ball with his hand or anything like that. It is hit him and then he's finished beautifully. Yeah. And that is ruled out now. And the reason why it's ruled out now is because the rule was changed to basically any touch of the hand, handball, there's no accidental, no judgment or anything that then leads to a goal, the goal's ruled out. So it's kind of like a hard line. If you touch the hand, the arm, anything like that at all, regardless of intent, all of that's gone. If it touched it, bang, goal's ruled out. That's how the goal was ruled out for Man City in our game against them earlier this season. That's right. The ball hit what's his name in the arm in the build up, therefore no goal. And so, okay, I looked at that and went, right, well, I don't agree with that rule, to be honest with you, but uh, over the season, like all rules, it balances out, you know, and Sanchez just had a goal disallowed, really disappointed for the lad, but it's what it is. To see Delhi then cross the ball and it be stopped by someone's hand on the ground, to me, it was like penalty. Yeah. Because. We're working on the theory. If the ball hits the arm, the hand now in the box, you know, F intent and all that rubbish, or how hard the ball went at you, that's it. Mm. But no, what makes this a million times worse is the rule was changed, but only for goals. So when it comes to this penalty decision, if the referee had given that, VAR would have gone, yes, yeah, hit his hand, okay, it's a penalty. But it isn't a clear and obvious error that the referee didn't give it because the interpretation is still there of, oh, yeah, but is it ball to hand? Is it in an unnatural position? Because it didn't lead to a goal. It was a penalty decision. So the referee didn't give it. Therefore, no, carry on. Everyone as good as you are. Thumbs up. Happy days. I just, you know, do you know what makes me like? It's called handball. I understand that, and it can even go anywhere from your shoulder down to your hand. Yeah. But it, it, was there ever more of a pure uh, example of handball? 
He's actually like a goalkeeper, isn't he? It's literally his hand yeah. has stopped the ball from travelling back. I mean, yeah, you you can look at it and go, yeah, his arm is going down, he's going to ground. There's all this crap you can point to. But the reality is that you, you've now got one rule for one, one rule for another. So if, if for example, that had been a goal, um, you know, the other way around. So let's say, for example... Delhi had slid in, it hit his hand and it bounced up and Lucas had smashed it in. Yeah. That goal would have been ruled out. Yeah. An identical handball, that goal would have been ruled out. Yeah. But because it was a defender slid in there and it hit his hand, it's nothing. Yeah. And and that to me is where it's like brain thumpingly aggravating. Yes. Yes, I agree. Because how can you have that? How can you have an identical situation but two different outcomes? Yeah. And and the whole VAR thing of the referee basically now it's all greatly down to his interpretation, his what he says. Because like I said, if he'd given the penalty, VAR would have agreed with it because it's not a clear and obvious error. Yeah, the ball does it, and referees interpreted that as a pen. So yeah, it's a pen. But when they've reviewed it, it's like well he hasn't given it. It's not a clear and obvious error because, you know, yeah, it's hit his hand, but under the rules, that doesn't have to be a penalty. Yeah, something needs to change, isn't it? They, they need to look at these laws, uh, these rules uh, for next season, don't they? Uh, just it, brain numbing. Yeah, it, this, <laughs> do you know, for, for me, uh, and I know I touched on it earlier as well, but about me having to contact you to find out what's going on. Yeah. We, yeah. we all thought with a Sanchez goal, we thought it was uh, offside. So yeah, then you've yeah, got like, a whole stadium completely unaware of why a game's been ruled out. But why why don't they put it on the screens? Why can't they just tell well, us why? It, it should come up, VAR check, handball, goal disallowed. Yeah, or just tell like us that. in the stadium. But like I, I said to you before, about it, I still believe there's a lot to be learned from other sports in this. Um, now, it's a very different game, but in rugby, you can listen to the ref. You know, the referee is literally on the thing. Cricket, for example, you can buy those things, you plug it into your ear, you're at the ground, and you can hear everything. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. means that, you know, all right, okay, uh, I'm the third umpire. Yeah, run it on, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spin vision. Okay, that's clearly an LBW. He's going to be given out. I'll put it on the screen. And you hear the crowd cheering while they're waiting for the thing to come up and confirm it. And, you know, rugby, you can listen to the referee. The referee just makes it clear. American football, they actually put themselves on the loudspeaker right. for the whole stadium, yeah. you know. Yeah. They hit a button, they're like, okay, this is why it's a penalty, this is what's happened. Uh, and the thing is, the argument is, oh, yeah, but, you know, refereeing decision is controversial, it could fire at the crowd, stuff like that. Yeah, the referee gives a decision that you don't agree with, of course you're going to be steaming. But I'd argue it's worse when you've got no idea what's it's going exactly. on. Exactly, fr- the frustration's probably worse than disagreeing yeah. with a decision. And you've got two or three in a row. I was watching a game the other day at the weekend, and it was like two or three decisions in a row. And then the players were starting getting really niggly with each other as well. And you're kind of like, it's going to spill over. Yeah. You know, this is... Because the frustration and the aggravation of, right, well, hang on, VR, VAR has just checked this. I've watched my teammate get absolutely hacked down. I've seen it. I'm stood here. 
referees give enough and then VAR said yeah fine play on what the f- yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. you, you've lost all faith in everything now, there was one the other day as well I saw a penalty given and the defender got straight up and walked over to the referee calm as you like didn't shout swear and just went is VAR checking it and one one referee sort of went yeah of course I just saw the defender go well I make sure you book him for diving then yeah yeah and then he walked off like he just going to his teammates didn't touch him didn't touch him and it was right it was proven he didn't touch him and the player went over the player didn't get booked for diving mm. so the defender quite rightly came at the referee told him to shut up go away I'm like well hang on a minute the player's your know, defender's taking the ball the player has literally jumped over him simulating to go down and then appealed and I'm not talking about marginal I'm talking this is a swan dive Tom Daly <laughs> would have scored points for a level <laughs> So why the hell isn't VAR going, yeah, that's not a penalty, and also that bloke needs to be booked? Because, yeah. yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's not just... Because uh, there's this thing at the moment where you anticipate the contact, and uh, strikers are saying, look, I'd rather go over and jump a little than get my leg broke. Completely understand that. You see a defender coming in, I'd rather hurdle him than get munched and win a penalty, yeah. but be out for the rest of the season. Yeah. I completely get it. But this one wasn't that. It was, okay, wait for the defender, wait for the defender, and, oh, no, look at me. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, look at me. I'm dying here. And he wasn't anywhere near him. <laughs> but the thing I liked about it was the way the defender got up, looked at him, and uttered disgust, and was like, well, this is getting overturned. He had that faith of, I yeah, can touch it. Yeah. There's no way on earth this could be a penalty. But when you got these other marginal decisions, you see the players like, well, VAR is reviewing this. We'll be fine. What? What? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. How? How? How has that not gone this way? And that's when you're starting to see real nasty little niggles going yeah. on. The fans are getting more, you know, baying for blood <laughs> because they're in the stands not having a clue what's going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like that saying, isn't it? The camera never lies. You know, if, if something's on yeah. tape... Then yeah. you think, well, there's no, there's, there's no grey area with it. If, if something's on, if someone's on, if something's on tape, and you can, and it's, and especially nowadays, there's like about fifty different angles of a, of a yeah. particular incident. You, you have, if you, if you can see something with your eyes yeah. and see what's happened, you have faith that yeah. the, the, the amount of camera angles they'll say they'll, they'll agree with you. And when yeah. they don't. That's when it becomes yeah, it, really it, frustrating, yeah. doesn't it? And, and don't get me wrong, mate. I completely understand that sometimes I can be very uh, Tottenham-tinted glasses when I look at things. And so sometimes I do take myself away from it and go, well, clearly I was looking at that from a biased point of view. Yeah. But I'm talking about now where I'm watching games as a neutral. And I'm watching a game with no vested interest at all going, how has that been given? Yeah. Or well, how has it not given it yet? Been given how, yeah. yeah, what is going on? And... So I, I kind of like when Tottenham, when decisions happen with Tottenham VAR or anything one way or another, I'm I'm trying my best to stay calm. But I I can completely understand being in there, in the atmosphere, the colder and just I mean I'd be losing my mind over some of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, one last thing I want to talk about um because before we wrap the podcast because I think it's just something I want to talk about. Get out of the way. And then never talk about it ever again. Okay. I hope. Um, there is a rumor uh, started by Arsenal fans <laughs> uh, that Mauricio Pochettino is going to join Arsenal and become their new manager. Um, odds of this happening got slashed. Blah 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 blah. 
Um, so first of all, how would you feel if that happened? Mate, I'd, I'd, I'd hurt. I'd, I would, it would hurt me. Yeah. It, 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 I don't think it would be Judas level of hurt, but it would still really hurt. I think. Well, yeah. I mean, he didn't. He didn't quit us to go. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> he got yeah. fired. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 well, yeah. I, I, I. I thought about it a lot because for a couple of days there, I generally had some fears, yeah. <laughs> and and I um I did hurt me a lot. Now my fear has kind of been a little bit uh, knocked on the head. There was a news story in the Telegraph two days ago. Uh, for anyone who saw this, apologies for repeating it. For anyone who missed it, it's kind of a big deal because the telegraph uh, from sources inside tottenham and i swear this was leaked on purpose to kill this arsenal rumor um basically uh, mauricio pochino is still in essence being paid by the club so anyone who wants to appoint him this season inside the premier league would still have to negotiate with daniel levy oh a settlement package <laughs> If you think for one minute that Arsenal are going to pick up the phone to Daniel Levy and go, <laughs> "Hey, Danny boy, um, we're uh, we're after Mar- hello, hello, he hung up, he hung up. I'm pretty sure he hung up. Um, I I can't see that happening in a million years. Now, um, it wasn't really clear. I, I think from the summer he can negotiate directly with people who he wants himself. And look, none of us are under any illusions that. Um, Mauricio is probably speaking to all sorts of people from all sorts of clubs right now. Of course. Um, the one rumour that kind of keeps making me laugh, and I do wonder about, and I love your opinion, is Everton. I don't know. I, I, it's a difficult the, one, isn't it? Because I, I, do, do you think it's a step down? I see, Here's the thing, right? I see us and Everton being very similar in clubs in terms of our neighbours have been a lot louder than us over the years. Yep. We've got a fantastic history of winning stuff. You know, Everton have won league titles, all sorts. We've won lots of trophies. It's all kind of in our past. Mm. We're ever present in the Premier League without ever really threatening to win the thing. I know recently we kind of went, yeah, we'll have that. No, we won't. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just stay in third. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I kind of always look at us in Everton. You know, they're trying to build their new stadium. We've just built ours. So I, I kind of have a little bit of affection for Everton, to be honest with you. I, I kind of I feel like we're kindred spirits a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. we both hate Liverpool fans. So <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, okay, I like Everton. Um, the one thing I would say is the massive difference between us and Everton and how we're managed in run is they back their managers. Mm-hmm. You know, their their last two managers, whatever, has had. I mean, the current guys, what about two hundred million over four windows? I mean, it's the kind of money that Mauricio would look at and go, "Wow, yeah, okay, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah." Um, they've got they've got um, a history of bringing through decent players through their academy. Remember that young lad, um, Wayne something? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. R- Ronaldo. R- <laughs> yeah, he came through there. Yeah, he was right when he yeah, did he it. Came right, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, he's got a couple of goals for England, didn't he? Not... Yeah, one or two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I, I kind of look at that, and I, 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 the first time I heard it, like you, I went, "Well, that's a step. That, no, that 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 wouldn't be a sensible move." But then I thought to myself, "Well, it depends what he wants right now, because if he wants to go into a club that are going to say, look, you have our backing, we've got the finance,' 
Um, here we go. The only thing I think it put me off from his point of view is, oh, I don't want to do that again. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're wanting to build a stadium. Yeah, do I want to be the guy that basically is the transition guy? Where I transition go into the club, I, I manage them, keep everybody happy for four or five years, and then they sack me, <laughs> you know, rather than spending money to improve, and then they give all the money to some... Jose um, <laughs> so I think perhaps you know, perhaps you might look at that and go do you know what love you but no yeah, um, yeah. So, so that rumour is kind of fun the Man United rumour obviously is always going to be there Ollie loses a couple of games they're likely going to sack him um, all part of our cunning plan last night clearly to let them win yeah, so it's got a state of execution yeah 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 oh, what well a lads I haven't thought of it from that point of view solid <laughs> solid planning boys <laughs> Um, I, I I don't know. If I was Mauricio right now, I don't think I'd want to stay in England. But then his son's in our academy, so you know he's signed. I think he's got two years left to run. I originally I thought it was this summer his deal was up, but a few people have reported it's longer. Okay. Would you want to take a job in Spain or Italy or Germany if your son was still back living in England? Mm. How's that going to feel? You know, he's eighteen. You know, he's not like his. Um, you know the older, you know, Spastiano is going to go with him anywhere. Yeah, um, sure. Would you then? Would you then try and sign him? <laughs> what, you know, what do you do? Your family, you know, he's a he's a family guy. Family comes first. So I keep coming back to this horrible, painful feeling of he wouldn't have to move house. Oh, don't Sam, don't please. <laughs> if you, but you see where I'm going with this. It's kind of like the more you think about it, the more you think. Yeah, it makes sense. They don't have a manager. They've sacked their manager. They are looking. They've got a, a caretaker in place. So they didn't do what we did, which was sack and appoint. Yeah. You know, they clearly had no one lined up. Yeah. The rumor is they wanted Jose, which kind of makes me laugh. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I am, I am left in a total. Please don't do this to me, Mauricio. I completely understand it if you do, but please don't do it. I just, I don't, I couldn't, I, I just couldn't look at him with, uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, what would you, you would know, you still, I don't know if I still, if he was, if he's associate, like, if he goes there and he, and he's, he's seen all the Arsenal training gear, yeah, I just that's not sting, that's got he's gone like you know he's dead to me he just is but he's dead but it's like you know but we broke up with him you know if you... yeah but he's at the moment like we didn't sack him us did we we didn't no like, no know. not us fans no, no so, no, so we we, we still love him but well some do well yeah I do I mean I was gonna look you know you, you mentioned the Ajax game I mean yeah. he's gonna be forever forever in our history because of that game you know yeah so I I, I just but yeah if he, if he goes there. That would taint just, that history. It won't just taint it, but he just—he he yeah. will be just dead to me. Like you know, he's just not. You know, it, it would be like—I don't know. Do you know, see what I mean? It's like you can't, anyone. It, who's I know. That, it's, that, it's hard to It's actually hard to articulate yeah. how you feel because I like, for example, I—I um, sort of drew the analogy with the relationship. You know, we broke up with him. You know, so basically, you know, it's like dumping somebody. Say, so, look, you know, you're no good for me anymore. I can do better moving in some new hot model, you know, you're you're happy with, and then seeing that she's gone down the road and you're dating one of, you know, dating your mortal enemy, your nemesis, and you're like, oh, hang on, that's bang out of order. Yeah, what, what the hell is this about? You should be, like, crying about me, not, like, dating somebody else already. Um, especially not that jackass. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's difficult because, like I said, I could completely understand it from a non-emotional, logical point of view. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, would that would hurt. hurt. It would hurt. Yeah, that that would hurt a lot. Um, I understand as well a little bit of information that Amazon, the documentary that's going on, which is just going to be hell to oh, watch next God, summer, yeah. uh, reliving all of this. I don't even know if I want to watch no. it. I know I'm going to have to, yeah. but I, I don't think I want to. Um, they they've been approaching him. They they want to talk to him away from Tottenham. Okay. They want to they want to do interviews to kind of round off his story with the club. And apparently, because he's still technically getting paid by the club, yeah. he he's going to have to do them. Jesus. Um, I, it'd be that could be interesting, yeah, though, couldn't it? Yeah. Like, okay, now you've been sacked, you've gone, you've had a month away. What do you think about Daniel Levy? Well, <laughs> well where do I start? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll just hear the word "bold-headed" and yeah. then just beeps beep, for twenty beep, minutes. Beep, beep. Yeah, and then and then end with little gremlin fucker. You're yeah. like, all oh, right. And then and then he said beep beep, and I said beep yeah. beep. Yeah. <laughs> and then I questioned his parentage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, I don't know I, that Amazon documentary. I mean, it's just constant laughs at the moment. But the minute the trailer drops for it, and we're all going to be like, "Oh, oh dying man!" to me. Because the other thing I'm really worried about, and this is like a really stupid thing, and I, I, I know we're running a little bit late now on the podcast. Apologies, but I um I like a lot of the Tottenham squad. Like Harry Kane, for example, was like a hero to me. I'd hate it if this show reveals he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, behind the scenes, like, oh, God, if one more fan asks me for autograph today, I'm going to kill someone. Like, no, don't be that guy. And he's like, you know, that, you know that video last week of the mascot that came in? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, you're telling me I've got to another kid. I bloody hate yeah. kids. Yeah. you got like you got this image of, like, Sonny all smiles, giving him hugs, and we're like, oh, I love Sonny. And then Amazon's got him, like, with the old germaline on his hands, going, oh, children. Oh, oh, disgusting! Oh, they always run to me. I hate them. It'd be like, no, don't, don't ruin the illusion that the sun is wonderful. So yeah, that's my other concern with the, oh, with don't, the Amazon mate. documentary. I don't, like, I don't know if I can watch it. I really don't. And there's people I really dislike because of their level of performance and stuff. What if, like, behind the scenes, Sir Jory yeah. is like this wonderful human he's being? Amazing, yeah. They're all they're all sat there comparing pictures of women they're going to nail, and he's there going, "Oh well, I need to go now. I need to do some charity work for the next few hours." I'm going to be like, "No, this is messing with my mind." Yeah. But anyway, so that's that's another another little daft concern I have. Um, but anyway, uh, mate. It's great to have you with me. Um, hopefully it'll be me and you again next week, but obviously we take everything week by week. Um, I'm delighted to say and announce that we will have a Christmas special. When we're going to record that, I don't know yet. Me and you will talk about that when we're not recording. Um, but it is going to go live on Christmas Eve, the 24th. We're probably not going to record it Christmas Eve because we're busy. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, we are going to record a Christmas special with lots of jokes. It's going to be me, you, and Step in Stefan oh. is going to join us. It's going to be a freeway. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that sounds. Anyway, Phil. So, <laughs> mate, good to speak to you again. You too, mate. Um, 
a lot of people message a lot, message the page, everything, just to ask how your lovely wife's doing. Yeah, she's doing well, mate. She's doing well. She's uh, she's she's uh, she's beating it, which is the good thing. She's big Perfect. big thumbs up, big thumbs up, a big middle finger up to cancer at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah mate, that's, that's wonderful news. I, yeah. People have messaged. I'm sure you've seen it. We've had messages on the website, on the Facebook page, uh, and actually directly on the podcast host as well. So yeah, uh, thank you to every person who's listened who's reached out over that yeah appreciate really that appreciate that uh but yeah mate i'll speak to you next week i'll speak to you all look after each other let's hope for a win at the weekend take care sam thank you for listening to the spurs news podcast be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.